This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh. Good morning and welcome to Squiz Kids Today, your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. I'm Bryce Corbett. It's Wednesday, December 8, in Squiz Kids Today. It's time for the ashes. Taiwan's cane toad problem. Squizzy sniffs out a fake and learning to read at 104. That's what's making news kid style. The Lowdown. Today marks the official start of the Australian summer. Yes, I know, that's not what the calendar says, but when the first ball is hurled down the wicket at the Gabba this morning, signalling the start of the first Test of the Ashes series, that's when we know that summer in Australia has really begun. The Ashes take place every two years. It's a cricket contest between old sporting rivals England and Australia, and this year's Ashes are more significant than most, thanks to a few factors. It's the first outing for Australia's new captain, Pat Cummins. Cummins is a fast bowler, and it's not usual for a fast bowler to be captain. Such is the concentration required to rocket those cricket balls down the wicket over after over. One former Australian Prime Minister once famously said he had the second most important job in the world after the Aussie cricket captain. So, you know, no pressure then. And then there's the question mark that still hangs over where the fifth test match of the Ashes will take place. It was supposed to be played in Perth, but border closures and COVID restrictions have made that impossible. So now, Cricket Australia has asked other capital cities to bid for the right to host the fifth and final test match. Sydney and Melbourne are favourites, but Hobart has made an impassioned plea to give the little guy a go. If you've signed up already for Squiz Kids bonus content on Apple Podcasts, you'll have access today to a special shortcut on The Ashes. A 10-minute deep dive into the history, the background, the ins and outs, everything you've ever wanted to know about one of our great sporting contests. Search Squiz Kids on Apple Podcasts and sign up for your free trial. Spin the globe. Each day we give the world globe a spin and find a new story from wherever it stops. And today we've landed in Taiwan where the sudden appearance of cane toads in suburban backyards has environmentalists very worried. If you live in or have ever visited Queensland, you'd be familiar with the cane toad. Ugly little thing, breeds like you wouldn't believe and squeezes out poison if a dog or threatening human comes near it. Can you tell I'm not a fan? They were introduced to Australia by Queensland sugarcane farmers back in 1935 to try to control a beetle that had become a pest. About 100 cane toads were released at the time into cane fields, and 90-odd years later, it's estimated there are anywhere between 200 million to 1 billion of the pests hopping about the northern parts of Australia. And after people in Taiwan started keeping them as pets recently, and some of those pets were released by their owners, they've begun breeding and have started to become a pest over there too. The race is now on to find trap and get rid of them before the problem gets out of control. Ew. Squeeze Kids salutes. Have you got your school report back yet? How did you go in reading and writing? If your marks weren't all that crash hot this year, don't worry too much. 
Everyone gets their head around reading and writing in their own time. Take, for example, Kutiyama, a granny in India who only learned to read and write at the age of 104. Yes, that's right, 104 years old. Because she was married at a young age and her adult life was mostly about household chores and raising a family, Kutiyama didn't get to go to school, and so she never learned to read. But thanks to a government program there, she took herself off to school at 104 and finally fulfilled a dream she'd had since she was a child, to read a book from cover to cover. And when the test time came around, she even scored an impressive 89 out of 100 in her reading and writing exams. Go Kutiyama! The moral to the story, it's never too late to chase a dream. And like Kutiyama, once you've mastered the art of reading and writing, do as much of both of them as you can. The more you read, the more you'll love reading. Trust me on this one. There's a link to a video of Kutiyama's story in today's episode notes. In this segment, Squizzy the Newshound sniffs out fishy stories on the internet. And this week, he's in Europe, where he's sniffed out another example of misinformation on social media. A photo that was posted on Facebook and shared many times by many people claimed to be of a crowd of people protesting against COVID vaccines. The post claimed that it was a photo taken last month of protesters in Vienna in Austria. Except it wasn't. It was, in fact, a much older photo, from the year 1991, in fact, so 30 years ago and long before COVID was even a thing. And what's more, the photo was of a crowd in Russia, not Austria, and they were protesting something completely different. I've stuck a link to the photo and an explainer in today's episode notes. It's another example of why it's really important to not always believe everything you see on social media. Another example of how people use social media to spread misinformation and why, like Squizzy, whenever we see something on the internet that looks a little bit fishy, we should always stop, think and check. Time for the Squiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What's the name of the new Australian cricket captain? That's right, it's Pat Cummins. Question number two. In which country does Kutiyama, the reading and writing granny, live? That's right, it's India. Question number three. What are environmentalists in Taiwan trying to control before it starts reproducing and becomes a pest? That's right, it's cane toads. Ew. Shout outs. It's December 8, birthday of Nicki Minaj. Work. It's also only 17 sleeves till Christmas. Here comes Santa Claus. Plus, it's a special day for these Squiz kids celebrating a birthday today. Chloe from Tingalpa, Caden from Oran Park, Amelia from Ellenbrook, Oscar from Wallara, Jessamy from Pimble, Ellie from Geraldton, Malachi from Maitland, Chloe from Barnawatha, and Keeley from Lake Munmora. 
And because this is our last week of Squiz Kids before the school holidays, we're giving happy early birthday shout-outs to all the Squiz Kids celebrating birthdays between next Monday and December 31. And because you're all special in my eyes, even if I won't be here to wish you a happy birthday on your actual birthday, I give you the birthday reggae tune. Hit it! And it's a happy early birthday today to Andrea from Glen Innes, Tate from Woodhill, Dalen from Shoal Bay, Tiana from Listerfield, Hazel from Peakhurst, Therese from Griffith, Ian from Broken Hill, Needy from Glen Denning, Hugo from Abbotsford, Kate from Pimble, Scar from Blackburn South and Sam from Craigburn. And today's classroom shoutouts go to... Mrs. Schiller from Inverell Public School, who's also celebrating a birthday next week. Class 4R at Murray Farm Public School in Carlingford. Class 6A and B at St. Joseph's Primary School in Kempsey. And Class 6M at Lura Public School. Another classroom shout-out to Class 5-6I at Mossvale Public School. Class 5C at Kings Langley Public School and to Class 3M at Tamworth Public School. And finally, to Class 5G and Mr Gomez at Excelsior Public School in Castle Hill. Don't forget, if you've got a birthday coming up and you want a shout-out, or if you're after a classroom shout-out, drop us a line at squizkids at thesquiz.com.au. Well, that's all we have time for. Thanks for listening to Squiz Kids today. We'll be back again tomorrow. In the meantime, get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out.